Here's Buddy Franklin knocked away by Morris. Couldn't mark it. Naismith, Kennedy, handball out to Buddy. Buddy tackled by Morris. Oh! Dropping the ball. Boyd took the advantage and played on from inside the centre square. Boyd's kicked the goal. Boyd's oh! kicked the goal from inside the centre. I can't believe that. Boyd has kicked the goal. Welcome to the latest episode of the SC Playbook Podcast. My name is Dylan. I'm replacing uh, our regular host, Eddie Dads, this week, who's out and about. I can't remember where he is, um, but joining me tonight is Charlie Dads, the Chief. Um, Charlie, how are you, mate? I'm good, thanks, Dylan. I'm excited to see what you've got in store for us tonight. It's, um, it's nice having a change of pace with the podcast host. Usually it's me taking the reins, but yeah, I'm, uh, I'm excited to see what you've got. Yeah, it'd be interesting, that's for sure. Um, and alongside us is uh, Nico. Nico, how are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good, Dylan. Um, congrats on the uh, promotion there, mate. <laughs> um, good start so far. I was actually going to um, lash out a little bit, but uh, you boys are lucky there's a rain delay because um, I'll tell you what, scheduling this during the uh, the last day of the uh, first Ashes test. Yeah. yeah, well, I had a word to, the, uh, to our sources over in England and said, Rain them out until uh, quarter past 10. So hopefully we'll get this done in, oh, what's that? It gives us 45 minutes to smash it out. Um, and then we'll roll into the into the test. Do we reckon we get up, lads, or what do we think? Surely. What, what are we chasing, like 250 or a bit more than that? Yeah. I think, yeah, I think we'll be right. I think they need 180 yeah. from here. I, yeah. think, um, I think it's going to be a bit tight. Um, hopefully they get out there and hopefully that we've got enough time to actually give it a decent crack. Mm. Yeah. Well, let's get into the uh, the Supercoach side of things. We'll start with you, uh, Chief. How did you go this week? I um yeah, all right. I mean, I thought I thought I was on track for a good score, and then yeah, a couple of players just on the uh, in the later round or in the later games just didn't perform. Um, I ended up with a, a nineteen sixty eight, uh, and that moved me down three hundred twelve rankings to three thousand six hundred eighteenth. So yeah, looking back, uh, three four weeks ago, I think I was um pushing into the top 1k so this buy period has been pretty brutal to me mm, yeah I, my, uh, me as well i think i i've scored pretty similar to that i think i might have scored 1960 flat um, but my team's fried so enough of that let's uh let's get stuck nico what did you score this week you're traveling pretty well aren't you along the buys i, I think I, I saw your message in the group chat the other day you've scored like 6600 or something so far is that right uh, I don't know if it's that much, but uh, I, I got 2,004 the weekend just gone, so uh, moved me up only 27 spots, so pretty much just treading water there, um, which was, you know, pretty, I'm pretty happy with because I only had the 18 flat players, so had to, um, I had to unfortunately um, swallow a couple of poor scores, which, um, yeah, which was disappointing, and, um, and also... I failed to uh, to play the greatest ever ruckman uh, of the modern era and maybe all time in uh, in Kieran Briggs. So I left him on the bench, which was um, disappointing and cost me uh, another fifty points. But I've got six thousand one hundred and thirty so far over the buy period. So pretty good average. Yeah, traveling pretty well. Do you know where you sit um, in that SC data rankings across the buy? No, I don't know actually. I'm I'm interested to see that. And there's also uh, I think a cup that I entered as well, so haven't really looked into it, but I don't think I'd be like right up there, but I, I'd be doing better than most, I would say. Mm, yeah, there might be one for us to uh, touch base with next week. Um, now, every week uh, throughout the pod, we give a 3-2-1 um, for most valuable player and least valuable player 
it's uh it's pretty loose all the criteria for it um and completely up to us so charlie we'll start with you where did you go for your least valuable player this week uh, least valuable player, I'll start with my one vote, and that goes to Jack Zeeble. Um, he was on fire up until halftime, and then I think, I don't know for sure, but I think he had a 13-point second half or something, which, um, yeah, it's just putrid. Had a low time on ground as well. I think it was only 65% or something. Um, yeah, so that, that wasn't what I was, uh, what I was looking for. Um, two votes goes to Jack Steele. Um, yeah, I don't know if he's playing through injury or, or not, but, um, his past month, well, his whole season, to be honest, has just been woeful. And yeah, he's 136k down from a starting price. Um, if I wasn't a known, I'd be you know looking at trading him in at some point because you know he's got to turn the season around eventually. But um, for the time being, he's a bit of a pain in my ass. And then three votes goes to Nat Fife. Um, yeah, it's a hard pill to swallow, and obviously hindsight's a wonderful thing. But when you've got blokes like Devin Robinson and and uh, uh, what's his name? Sheldrick, Angus Sheldrick, floating around at you know seventy k cheaper, and they put up nineties. Um, yeah, I look back at that trade with uh, a bit of regret. Interesting, you brought up Zebel and, and Steele. I, I like. I almost think they're trade outs, don't you think, Nico? I think Jay Z actually had a concussion test or something like that, so I think that was the reason he missed quite a lot of the second half. So. Maybe we could just cut him a little bit of slack for that one and just see how he goes the next time out. But I don't begrudge anyone for trading him out because I have already traded him out. Mm. So, yeah, um, I, th- I agree about Steele. I think I think he's a write-off this year. Um, I think if you've got him, you should try your best to move him on, personally. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure we'll get stuck into that a little bit later. Nico, where did you land for your uh, least, valuable player this- least valuable player votes this week? I gave one to Rowan Marshall for his 90, which is harsh, but I fielded him over Briggs. Mm. So I lost 40 points there. And, and that's in this, um, I guess how tight everything is, 40 points is actually quite a big deal. Um, and that probably would have jumped me up a couple of hundred spots. Uh, two to Ford, because I had to take his 30. And three to five for his 47, which is um, not what we want. But... Frio got utterly smashed in every facet of the game, so hopefully they come out firing and he, and he goes much better this week. Yeah, I was sort of similar. I had three votes, Eddie Ford, um, Matt Johnson, two votes. He uh, was subbed out with a bad corky, but apparently he's been cleared to play this week. So fingers crossed he gets up. I'll, uh, I'll certainly need his score. And then um, the one vote went to, to Rowan Marshall as well. I had had a similar situation with, uh, with Briggs on the bench. Most valuable player, Charlie, what do you think with that? Um, yeah, this is a bit tougher because I actually had some, some pretty good scores spread around my team. I'll go one vote Jeez, to... the flex there. Yeah. I'll go one <laughs> Didn't vote... even get over 2,000. <laughs> no, no. Well, that's because of that. That's because of the Nat Fife and the, uh, the Eddie Ford score. <laughs> but no, I'll give one vote to, to Timmy T, um, who's just been absolutely incredible this year. And yeah, as a genuine, you know, safe captaincy option each week. I don't know why I'm not doing it, but... Um, he, yeah, he's, he's definitely firming as a, as a safe captaincy option. I'll go two votes to, oh, it's probably stiff if I don't include Josh Dunkley because I took his VC score. So I'll give him two votes, um, for a 137 and then, yeah, hard to go past Marcus Bontempelli with that 169 on, uh, on Sunday afternoon. Mm, I have the exact same three. So, uh, great, great, great choices there, Charlie. I, uh, (laughs) big fan of that. Nico, were you thinking similar? 
Yeah, pretty similar. I've actually given one to Tom Green because some people were trading him out and I held faith with him and he, and he put up a 127, which was nice. Uh, and hopefully that can kickstart uh, the rest of the season for him. Um, two to Dunkley because uh, I had the C on him as well and three to Bont because he killed it and he, he's made a fall of my uh, prediction last last time <laughs> I was on the pod about him going around about sort of the flat on 100 and that's obviously not going to happen. It would be remiss of me not to mention Patrick Cripps in this segment, turning out 117. It's not quite the uh, the 120 average that, that Chief promised me a month ago. It's close. But it's he's, close. he's getting in the ballpark now. Chief, is he a, is he a trading option? Carlton have stuck. They're back on the winner's list. Are they going to build? You know, should people be getting Cripps? He's only 500 and, sorry, 457K, so he's yeah. dirt cheap. He's cheap. Did you bring him in? Um, I, I, yeah. If, I mean, if you're looking... I would say bring him in if you if you're full primo and you need that kind of M nine M eight loop option. I think he is a prime candidate for that. And yeah, all it all it takes is one win and, and Carlton. Are, you know they could go on a steam from here and and you know pick up five on the trot and and he's averaging one twenty from that. Um, I think yeah they're in a really good position at the moment. Um, backs against the wall and and if they need someone to stand up, it's going to be him. And, and he did that on the weekend. Nico, it's a, would you get a long time in football. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I don't know about Crypto guys, but look, let's, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Maybe. I do need an M8. So maybe. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I probably wouldn't bring him in uh, if I wasn't owning him, but I own him and he's scored well for once, so so that's great. Um, now, guys, after the buyer, sorry, dude, he plays Hawthorne. Um, who, you know, we're not known for limiting midfielders. I think he could have a, a huge score there. Um, played Frio. Look what GWS just did to Frio on the weekend. That's a pretty good game. Put, put a bit harder, um, but then plays West Coast under the lid at Marvel Stadium. I think he could genuinely pump out, um, take out the, the Port Adelaide game. But from those three games, I, I think he could have a three-round average of, of 130-plus from that. And I, I don't think that's being unreasonable. I really don't. <laughs> I cannot wait to visit this in a month's time <laughs> when he's averaging 75. Anyway. It's the easiest game you could ask for in, a, in the space of four weeks, I reckon. It's, yeah. it's not bad. It's not bad. Yeah, who knows? If he, I would be stunned if he averages 130, but I'd also be stoked. Anyways, moving <laughs> on. <laughs> um, we've been listening to Eddie talk about Mortgage Choice SCW uh, over the last 12 months on this show and, and most people like me are probably thinking that they're way off being in a position to buy a house and that it's irrelevant to them but actually they can get you a loan for pretty much anything it doesn't have to be a house so if Santa brushed you for a PS5 this year or maybe the toolbox needs an upgrade and your boss is too stingy to chip in Patty and George can make that dream a reality and the best part no more sacrificing your avocados for two minute noodles because the $129 fee is waived when you mention SC Playbook these loans are quick and easy with the money jumping in your pocket within days. So after a few years of COVID causing us grief, treat yourself in 2023 and shoot them a message on their Instagram handle at Pat and George Mortgage Choice to get it sorted. You can also jump into any of the articles on our website, the email, phone contact or QR code if that's easier for you. Now, lads, um, into the big topics section of the podcast. I want to start with, um, it's, it's a final round of the buys. What are we sort of thinking? Um, do we... Move on our North Melbourne rookies. Are we thinking upgrades? Have we have we got a full set of 18 this week? How are we sort of poised? I'll start with you, Nico. Yeah, I think the plan for most people would just be getting 18 people on the park 
this week. Uh, I've got 16, thanks to Sicily. Um, it, it was 17. So I've got a couple of trades to get there, and I think that most people would be in a similar position. Uh, I know that quite a lot of people might even be fielding 17 and being comfortable with that as well. So um, really tricky buy around. A lot of the, a lot of the uh, premiums that, that we um, have targeted through the year share this buy. Uh, a lot of the, the top end um, players in the game, so yeah, it, it's it's not great to have to have you know Bont and Rosie and Taranto and all these guys just just sitting there doing nothing for a week. But we knew it was coming, and um, hopefully you've planned pretty well for it. Mm. Charlie, how many have you got this week? I've got um, eighteen, um, and but then that'll jump up to nineteen of. Yeah, I'm, oh, I don't want to try and pronounce his name, but Oysen Mullen, uh, that'll jump up if he comes back into the side and that'll get to 20 if Harvey Harrison um, holds a spot in the Collingwood lineup. Um, yeah, I'm feeling pretty good about it. Um, I think this is probably one of the more favourable buy rounds uh, from my perspective. Um, last week was tough and, yeah, many many find the last buy round, um, you know, a lot harder than the others, but I think I've set my team up. Uh, well enough. I've got a lot of primos on the park, which I'm excited about. Mm, it sounds like you're really well positioned, actually. I think I'll be battling to get 18. I think best case scenario, I've got 17, as Nico mentioned. I feel like there's a lot of people that are in a similar similar position. So if you've got um, 18, 19, 20, uh, there's certainly a, a ranking to climb on the horizon. What are you thinking trade-wise, Charlie? Are you, are you moving on some rookies that you feel like are, are maxed out or are you holding fire? Where are you sort of sitting on that? Yeah, well, I, I think the the two North Melbourne boys, um, Wardlaw and Ford, they showed that they probably can't be trusted on field um, anymore and, and they're just about max in price anyway. So, yeah, they're going to make way. And um, the other guy is, is Matty Johnson. He's also probably maxed out in price. He's no certainty to hold a spot um, the way that Frio played. And, yeah, he was subbed out, the corky, but maybe that was um, that was potentially... Um, related to, to how he was playing that day um, as well. Um, in terms of upgrades, we'll get to that later, but I am keeping a very close eye on uh, a Collingwood midfielder, former Brownlow medalist. Um, it's exciting. It's exciting times here at Elite Dads. Yeah, it certainly is. Nico, what are you, what are you thinking? Are you moving on these, these this North duo of Wardlaw and Ford or what are you sort of... Um... I, probably, I probably can't, to be honest. Well, I don't have Wardlaw, but... You don't have I'm probably forced to no, no. I'm probably forced to hold Ford because um, I've also got Chincotta, who's on the chopping block mm-hmm. as well, and I've already booked in the the Briggs trade. So and now Sicily as well um, must go, in my opinion. So I don't have a boost. So I've only got you know the three trades open to me. So it's either Chincotta or Ford moving on for me this week, and I guess we'll touch on that a bit later. Yeah, just on Sicily, he's been. His three-week ban was upheld at the tribunal. It makes him a certain trade-out, doesn't it, Charlie? Yeah, I think, yeah, you have to. Um, obviously, there was merit in holding him over his bye, but now he's just uh, he's a red dot on field for the next three weeks, and, um, yeah, you definitely need to fix that up. Yeah. Nico, who are some of the best options to, to sideways him from? Who are you looking at? Yeah, so I think it's a little bit tricky because I don't think there's – anyone really in his caliber in the defensive line. Um, unless, like I've already, I've already got Stewart, I've already got Dacos, I've already got Dawson and Sinclair. So, I mean, these are the guys, if you don't have one of those four 
now might be a good time to, to actually jump on that and, and bring them in. Uh, outside of that, I think I'm just going to have to move Will Day back. So I'll trade Sicily, move Day into my defense, and then I'll bring in a, a big dog mid. I think that's the play for me. Mm, yeah, I, I think you're, you're spot on there. There seems to be the, the big four of Dacos, Dawson, um, Sinclair, and Stewart. Stewart. Yep, and after that, it, it sort of falls away. I know Caleb Daniels, a name that has sort of popped into my mind at times, but he's got the bye. Bye, um, yeah. Yeah, even Houston. Houston's like going gangbusters. He's got the buy. Yeah, yeah. So, and Bandit's boy Luke Ryan. I've had a look at him, but his three round average is is pretty ordinary. And and yeah, I think yeah. I'd uh, rather save myself the headache there. Um, yeah, don't do it. Well, like who are the other options though? If you look in the defense, like we've rattled off those four names. Who else do you go? If you if you can't well, DPP, oh, yeah. Well, that, I mean that's an issue. Um, yeah, I mean you've stumped me there because there really isn't anyone that that jumps out um, off the page. Um, yeah, I mean yeah, if you I, were ideally, you can move a Sheasel back or something, Charlie. Ideally, if you've got him in the forward line, oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean that's the yeah. ideal scenario, and then and then yeah, you can bring in a forward or, or even a mid. Um, if you're mm. playing one of your fours in the midline, but yeah, if you don't own one of those big four, um, yeah, it's uh, it's slim pickings from there. I've ju- I've just brought up the uh, the top defenders by average. Jake Lloyd is one that that's thereabouts on a hundred. Um, feels like he doesn't have the ceiling though to be a, a great pick. Nick, any thoughts on him? You, yeah, no, so so. Yeah, you could you could potentially. Do a little Rob Rayman special here and try and get a little two for one going, and that might be something like dropping Sicily all the way down to an Elliot Yo, who's mm. fresh off his buy with a low break even, and then that might actually give you the funds to maybe get Ford or Chincotter up to a, a five hundred plus player as well. So you could probably look at that too. Yeah, I don't. Not for me, but it's an option. Yeah, yeah, I don't mind that at all. <laughs> as you said, though, Yo is a I feel like his calf will go any minute. I think it is worth talking about uh, a group of blokes so that we... I certainly considered last week, but I didn't jump on um, due to elevated price tags and a few uncertainties around roles. I'm going to throw a few names at you guys. Tell me if it's worth jumping on these guys now, even though they've risen in price. Charlie, Angus Sheldrick, 190 grand, break even of negative 43 and scored 91 on the weekends. Can I tempt you into Sheldrick at all? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, he was the one guy that... That last week I was tossing up and I put it into our messenger chat and I was just like, why is no one talking about about him? And for obvious reasons, because his job security wasn't great, but yeah, he's just pulled off an absolute blinder. Um, and I think he'd be very stiff to, to get dropped after that. Um, aside from his supercoach score, he genuinely just looks like an incredible player. I mean, I was watching, he kicked a goal from 50 on his right and I was like, oh, I didn't know he was right-footed. And then five minutes later, he kicks a goal on his left. And it's just like... He, he looks unreal. He's a big-bodied, you know, high half forward, pushing into the midfield. I think, yeah, he's going to be a, a future star of the comp. Yeah, I certainly like that. Nico, will you be looking at Sheldrick this week? No, I don't think I will, mate. I've I've already gone in on a on a couple of 200K-plus type players already, and that, that's guys like um, Dev Robertson, who I brought in last week, who was, who was close to that sort of bracket. I think for me at this time of year, I'm just going to be looking at the bargain basement options, yeah. Um, rather than you know spending an extra ninety k 
or 100k to to bring in these kind of players that we're going to be talking about to be honest i just think they're a little bit too expensive for my liking at this time of year uh, unless you need good bench cover and you're willing to pay a little bit extra for that mm. you raise a good point dev robertson was the next name i had on my list here 218 grand uh, 84 and 95 in his past two matches and a break even of negative 53. I guess, what do you like most about him? Why did you why did you look at him last week? I just thought he was definitely going to play the two weeks of the bye period. Um, I don't know why I thought that. I just thought he was going to be more nailed on than, than the other options that I was looking at. Uh, he seemed to have a nice sort of wing role, um, pushing into the defense a little bit. Um, and there was just a little bit of you know, team news around the lines and just seemed to be spots sort of opening up there for the taking. So I dived in, wasn't looking good at half time. Uh, that's for sure. He was, um, he was struggling, I think probably even on 20 or something at half time, and, uh, has, has come out and had a huge second half and, and hit the scoreboard and got scaled up to, to 95 from, from I think 90. So yeah, really happy with that trade in. It worked out, but yeah, I mean, he's still at a pretty Good price. Um, if you think he's going to hold his spot, you know, for the, for the next sort of four to six weeks and give you some decent bench cover when you know the next person gets rubbed out for a tackle. Yeah, I think that's that's the key point to make here is that if he can hold his spot, he seems like a good buy. Um, we mentioned the eighty four and the ninety five in the past fortnight, but prior to that, he got um, some opportunities as the sub uh, in the first months of the year, and that obviously stunted his, his cash growth. Pretty severely. So um, if you think he'll hold, he's not a bad bad option. Um, the next name for you, Charlie, is Marcus Windhager. Scored 85 last game. He's, he's sort of been in and out of the side due to injury. Break even is negative 11 and he's only 203k. Can I tempt you with Windhager? You can slightly, um, but it's just about the role that he has. I know he had a lot of CBAs. On the weekend, he might have even had the most for the Saints. The most, um, yeah, he did. Yeah, which is obviously a good indication. Um, but I think he was trying to tag Taranto, or he was following Taranto closely. Um, so maybe that played into it a little bit. Obviously, it didn't work because Taranto had a blinder. But yeah, I mean, we were talking about Win Hager a fair bit in preseason um, about whether he was going to get that that ball winning midfield role. And um, oh, look, I hope he does. But yeah, with scores of 8, 55, 48, 26, 5, 34, and 42 uh, this season. Yeah, he, I don't know. I probably wouldn't bring him in, I don't think. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, his role looked good, but he just doesn't really use the ball that well, which will affect his scoring as well in, in the Supercoach game. Yeah. If you had to 3, 2, 1, those three blokes we've just spoken about, who's, who's your prime trading target? I would go 3, three Hager. Uh, well, three's the worst. I got three Winhager, two Robinson, and one Sheldrick, just because he's a bit cheaper um, than Robinson, and I think he's got a higher scoring potential. Yep, Nick, are no, you? I, I'd put I'd put Dev on top, just ahead of um, Sheldrick, but yeah, Winhager last. Yeah, 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 interesting. A couple of other names I'll throw at you: Sam Sturt. 167 grand, 54 last week. He was a late in. Personally, I, I wouldn't go there. Um, I know Eddie's got him. Not entirely sure why. A lot of money for a 20. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, uh, to be honest, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if he's out again this week anyway, um, given how poor Freo were. And then the last name on the list is the Pelican himself. Lewis Melican scored 
Uh, he's averaging 69 for the year, scored 68. That's, uh, mate, you've got to get him in if you don't have him, don't you, Charlie? Yeah, well, I mean, he, he's the uh, the one big regret I've got. Um, you didn't get last him? Week. Oh, my God. I didn't get him, no. No, I, I, I couldn't quite afford him. Um, and at the time, I was I was thinking about bringing in Clary this week. So I was like, I don't really want to spend up for, you know, a big money, uh, big money cheapy. But yeah, look, in um, in hindsight, I wish I did because, uh, yeah, like he doesn't look like the best player, but he um, he ticks the boxes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I went Robertson over him. So I'm plus 30 there, mate. Just, just so you're <laughs> oh, yeah, well, aware. Charlie, I'll tell you right now, you know how <laughs> we talk about Nico. Was it Petrarca that you brought in that? The year you got second, Nico. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah this will yeah. be the same for Charlie. You won't end up top. <laughs> yeah, He'll, whatever his goal, you won't end up top 100 because you've missed out on Melikin. But anyway, <laughs> moving along. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you don't want to pay overs for some of these blokes, there are some that you can get uh, that have played just the one game. The first one, and out of the three that I'll I'll toss up, I think he's my favourite of the lot. Ryan Mack from West Coast kicked a couple of goals on debut. Only scored, I think, forty nine, but he's at one hundred and two grand. Is he, is he the best of the one gamers? Do we think? Definitely, yeah. Got a uh, got spoken up by the coach as well post match, so you'd think his um, job security's nailed on too. Yeah, I think the fact that he played a week or two in the in the reserves before he he got his his senior crack, his crack at senior footy, but he didn't line up the reserves at all. So to me, that was more a um, you know, just getting him into the environment sort of thing because uh, you certainly wouldn't have picked him off the, the week or two he had um, in the waffle side. So, you know, I mean, the fact that he's hitting the scoreboard, uh, West Coast are obviously pretty ordinary. I suspect he'll play um, just about every game from here on in. Another player, uh, Kai Lohman, he's 147 grand, um, sort of been around the traps for a, a year or so now. He scored 62. As a small forward, Charlie, would you look at Kai Lohman at all? No, nah, probably not. Not as a as a small forward, you know, just under 150k, I think. Um, his job security probably isn't great. Um, and yeah, nah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even talk about it. I don't think. Yeah, Nico, any any argument there? Um, no, no. I think with um with him and, and Jasper Fletcher, who had his debut. Um, yeah, I think if you need one week you know, from them and their name, then, you know, go for it. And they can just rot on your, rot on your bench for the rest of the year if, if they have to. But, um, nah, I, I'd be passing personally. Mm. Charlie, what about Jasper Fletcher? Nico's not on board, but I, saw, I quite like what I saw um, there. Mm. Scored yeah. 63, but um, highly touted junior, obviously, and has had his injury issues uh, through the first half of the year. Would you look at Fletcher at all? I would. I wouldn't go early on him, but yeah, if he um, if he gets two games under his belt and holds a spot for the third, um, yeah, I, I reckon I I could see myself bringing him in. He just yeah, he looks like a, a good player. Um, he looks capable at AFL level, and um, I reckon he's going to be a big part of, of Brisbane's future. Um, you know, within the next five years. Um, yeah, I think I know Brisbane really like him. Uh, the fans love him. Um, yeah, he, he looks pretty good. Mm. Yeah, interesting. Right? I'm not doubting his ability or anything, but I just, I don't know, you could probably just get a 102k player at this point of the year and have an extra 50k to play with. Yeah, that's, that's a, it's a good point you raise because when you toss up, well, let's say Mac, for example, who, I mean, he scored 10 points less and he's 50k cheaper. It feels as though um, you're not really going to be wanting to field either of them. That 50k could be pretty handy and it 
it could be the difference between um, you know a midfielder who averages 105 and a midfielder who averages 115 from the year. So yeah, I think uh, Marek certainly the the front runner out of those three. Um, let's let's talk about trades, Charlie. I want to touch on Briggs. You don't own him. If you did own him, would you keep him or would you be flipping him like Nico is? Uh, it's actually it's tough. I mean, I think I think for for Briggs owners, um, this will be the toughest decision you have to make all year. To be honest, um, obviously he doesn't play this week, but uh, he's played five games, averages one hundred and sixteen. That's more than Rowan Marshall. Ron Marshall's a 120k more. Um, I think if, if you've got the green dots this week um, and you don't have to, to play Marshall, maybe you could trade Marshall instead um, and just net, you know, an extra 100k there and bring him down to, to down to a cheapie. Um, you know, 102k basement price rack. You got a lot of money to play with, and I think that's a, a really attractive option. Mm, it, I saw uh, we sent in the the group chat before that. According to champion data, Nico's mate, uh, Daniel Horn, he's the, the highest ranked uh, player in the last fortnight or so, wasn't it, Nico? Yeah, yeah, the, the best ruckman in the comp um, by the numbers. So, yeah, look, I mean, he's averaging more than Jared Witts, who I've got, and, and Rowan Marshall, obviously. I've seen a lot of people trade out English uh, and keep Briggs. So... Mm. I mean, I, I wouldn't be doing that personally, but I'm just going to back in my plan. My plan was to get him in, and when he tops out, or not when he tops out, when he gets to his buy, I'm going to flick him to Darcy Cameron. And he's gone that well that I don't, I don't even have to put in a cent um, for that trade to happen. So he's matched DCAM's price, and so it's just a straight swap. The fact that he's just gone crazy uh, at 23 years of age is just kind of a little bit mind-blowing to me because normally Ruckman, as you know, tend to, to flourish a little bit uh, later, uh, you know, in, in their careers. So um, he's unreal. Uh, but I'm just going to I'm just gonna back in my plan and, and just stick with my two premium Rucks in, in Wits and Marshall. Yeah, it, it is a tricky one. I've got Briggs as well, second R3 behind English and Marshall. And um, similarly to you, I, I sort of plan to take him out this week. Um, but his break even's only 26, and he's going 116 points a game. So I'm kind of tempted to hold him. Um, if you had him at R2, it's just it's just an easy hold. Yeah. Like, there's just no problem at all. Just you've got you've got a cheap premium there for the rest of the year. Um, just keep him. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, if you've got him at R3, you've got a serious decision, yeah, to make. Yeah. If... Do you think there is merit in taking out English or, or Marshall or Wits, Charlie? Do you think that's a legitimate player? Is that people just trying to get funky for the sake of getting funky? Well, I was just about to say, um, I was just about to bring up that I'm I'm contemplating, contemplating, I haven't you know figured it out yet, but I'm thinking about next week um, if I do need a cash grab and if I do need to get steel up to you know a big primo, um, perhaps I could do Rowan Marshall down to Briggs. And that'll net me, you know, 120k. Oh. I, yeah. I don't, I don't, I honestly don't hate it. I've, look, I'm thinking about it. Nothing's locked in. Nothing's set in concrete. But um, I think I'll give that, you I mean, my that, that could be a play. Yeah, for, for some people who obviously, you know, cash is is hard to come by in, in the later seasons of the of the season. So you do have to do what you have to do. Mm. Um, I think that's 
just about uh, as good an option um, if you can't find cash from from any other resource. It's, yeah, it's thinking outside the box. I'll give you that. Is yeah. there a reason he can't keep it up, though, Nico? Like he scored no. what is it, four or five tons in a row now, and really big tons. What, like, no, there isn't. Yeah, why can't he keep it up? I don't know. He's young. Like he, he might just burn out. This, this might just be the form of his career, and then I don't know. He might just have a bad game and then loses a bit of confidence. I don't know. But th- there's literally nothing to suggest that he's not going to keep doing it at the minute. Mm, it's a it's an interesting one, that's for sure. An- another, I, I mean, this guy pisses me off because I've held him with his hammy. Clayton Oliver, he does his ham. Oh. He hasn't been injured in like four years. Does his hamstring. He's like, I'm in an iron if he plays, doesn't play, has the bye. Then he comes back, he's going to play and has a freaking infect- if- bloody infected bisp. Oh my god! I can't even talk. <laughs> Infected blister and misses the the King's birthday match. Did any of you hold on to him? No, no, no. He no, went I traded. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That sums up my super great season. <laughs> um, are you looking? At, very unlucky. Are you looking at bringing yeah. him in again, or have you just written him off? No, if he's fit, he's he's the number one trade option by a country mile. Um, well, do, doesn't he? Oh, I actually don't know the stat, but doesn't he get like a one forty every two games? Or yeah. it's something ridiculous like that. There's a there's a really ridiculous stat um, about him. I think yeah, if he's um, if he's fit, even if he's seventy five percent, I think he's the best midfielder in the uh, in the Supercoach comp. He is. He's got a high break even though diving into someone who's just coming back from a soft tissue injury and a hospital stay. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of risks associated with that. Um, he does have a super record against Geelong at the Cattery um, as well. So lots of big scores there, including 159 a couple of years ago and 124 last year. So Yeah, wow. Yeah, look, I don't know. If he – I guess they'll probably – what, they're playing Thursday? I guess they'll probably have a little bit of a run around tomorrow or something. So if the reports are he's looking good and, and healthy, but look, at the minute, from what I've heard, he's more – Unlikely than likely to even play. So really, yeah. I've heard it's his thumb. It's his thumb again that he aggravated that it. Too. Yeah, yeah. Something about yeah. a tattoo, maybe. Is that the why he got an infection? But yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, a couple of stories floating about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you go Petrarca instead? Yeah, he's been great. Track. But yeah, I don't think you can go wrong with him. It's it. I mean. Let's say you've got Sicily right, which a lot of people do. Would you hold Sicily for a week and play a, a bloke like, I don't know, Van Royen or someone who's going to score 50 on the bench, um, hold Sicily, get a look at Oliver um, to either see if he's back the week after or if he drops in price, or do you pull the trigger on someone like Petrarca or a, um, you know, a, a guy that isn't quite Oliver's level of scoring, but you might get another week out of them? You've held Sicily for two weeks then, and there's only another two weeks to go mm. until he's back, dropping probably similar numbers to to Oliver Petrarca, mm. whoever you're looking at bringing in. So, I mean, if you've got someone like a, a Mitchell or a Weddle to cover Sicily, then I could probably just hold him, to be honest. But I don't have that. Like, I'm yeah. not going to play Chincotta um, and cover him. You know, it's just, it's just not going to work as a, a points-on-field um, exercise. So, yeah, look... Uh, uh, no, I think I'd be just getting that primo in now, uh, and especially for this 
buy period where if you score well, you can shoot right up the rankings really quick. Yeah. Charlie, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I agree with Nick. I think just take the points when they're available. Um, yeah, if you hold Sicily this week, you, you're likely going to slide down the rankings a little bit. Um, so if someone like Petrarca is available for a pretty similar price, I think he's, um, yeah, I think it's a bit of a no-brainer trade. Track's only dropped under 103 times this season, um, and those were 97s, a pair of 97s yeah. and a 95 most recently against Collingwood. So, um, and he didn't play well against Collingwood at all. No, that like, was a bad... Yeah. Yeah, and he yeah. still scored ninety high nineties. So, yeah, mm, yeah, it's an interesting one. Who who are the primos to target this week? Would you say, Chief? Uh, well, there's a few. There's a few coming off their buy. Obviously, you got the Collingwood boys. Um, so that's Tom Mitchell, Jordan DeGoey. If you if you're looking a bit left field, Isn't um, he, hasn't he been rubbed out for a fortnight? Oh, is he still out? Yeah, he might be actually. Yeah, no, he is. Um, I think yeah. I'm looking at Tom Mitchell, um, as mm. I said before. But, yeah, there are, there are a few options. Um, you got the Bombers boys, Nick Martin, if you're looking for a little underpriced forward option, averaging 129 in his last three. Um, Clary, obviously, maybe if he's back, does a high break even though. Um, Zach Merritt, if, it's, if you still don't own him. Um, and then, obviously, Luke, Park's, Luke Parker came back. Last week and yeah, he was good. Marked it with a 145, um, and he's only 563k. So yeah, I think got I think West there's a Coast few as well. Got West Coast as well. There's a few good options mm. floating around this week. Mm. Nico, anyone that that Charlie's missed? Yeah, look, if you don't have a Jordan Dawson or a, or a Rory Laird, um, obviously they're going to be you know really good trading options uh, as well. And and if you don't have Lockie Neal, you know there's another one that you know he's, who's going great. Got 144 on the weekend, just gone. So, yeah, look, I think there's a lot of good options. I don't know if there's anyone that's like, you know, at a screaming, like, pick me kind of price. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, you, you pay for what you get, I guess, at this this time of year. You mentioned uh, Dusty Cameron before as a as a straight swap for Briggs. What do you like about Cameron? You're a big prize man, obviously. Yeah, I just think he's... Um, He's kind of just been building to the second half of the season. So I think from what we've seen in the ruck splits with him and Cox, that they definitely prefer to play Cox forward. And Darcy Cameron has a a 70-30 kind of ruck split. And, and that's probably going to continue, if not get a little bit better. So, yeah, I, I just think he's primed to um just to, yeah, to have a, a, a really good sort of back end of the year. Um, and at F6... You know, he also gives me that ruck forward swing in case, you know, Marshall or Wits have a week off, then, you know, I can cover him as well. So, look, there's plenty of positives to bring in Darcy Cameron in. I reckon he's probably the number one sort of trading option if you need someone in the forward line. Big call. Charlie, uh, do you, are you looking at Cameron or, or do you have Cameron? No, I, I, I'm not convinced. Um, I'm sorry, Nico. I just, I don't, I don't really see it just yet. I see the potential for it, um, but at the moment... Look, he's got a three-round average of uh, 93. Um, as you said, that ruck split, it just it still doesn't look defined enough for me. I, I think off the top of my head, it's, I don't know, 65-35 or around about that, maybe 70-30. I would rather that be upwards of, you know, 80-20 um, for me to properly consider. Um, similar to what it was last year. I just think at the moment, he just there's not enough going his way for me to bring him in, I don't mm. think. And 
yeah, I don't know. Back back from injury, back from injury yeah. and easing back into it, he got 61, 81, 105. So he was building, building, building. And then against Melbourne, he got a head knock and went off like multiple times in the last quarter when the game was on, when there was significant points available and scaling points available. He missed a lot of major contests in that last five minutes of the match when Collingwood were coming right back into it and nearly stole the win. So that was easily another 100-point game gone begging, and that's against Melbourne, who have got the two best rucks in the game. So I obviously value your opinion, Charlie, but I I disagree. I think he's on the up. (laughs) I value your opinion, but you're wrong, in other words. (laughs) Uh, A counterpoint, Nico, is that he scored one ton, and that was against Bailey Williams and West Coast. Does he like? Does he actually have it in him to become a 105 oh, average? Selling him a bit short. <laughs> he's he's got 103 in round one and a half. No, no, no. In the last two. since he's come back from injury. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, he's just been building. He was just underdone. That that's all. That's what I think. Yeah. Um, I think his fitness base is now where it should be, and um, I just think you'll be seeing you know around about that sort of minimum hundred point. Um, score from from here on. He's really good around the ground. He he marks well. He can kick a goal. He's uh, I think Eddie has mentioned that he's just you know a good super coach scorer. You know when he's out there. So I like him. Mm. Yes, very good. Um, now it is worth mentioning the SC Playbook subscription package here. So it's fifty dollars for the full package. That includes uh, obviously the AFL stuff, the NRL stuff. Chief, how are you going in the NRL at the moment? Are you still up there? Uh, I'm sliding a little bit. Um, I'm hanging on by a thread to the top, you know, upper echelon. I think I'm 350th at the moment. But, um, yeah, these buy rounds for both AFL and NRL haven't been kind. I think, yeah, I probably dropped about uh, 200 spots um, since the start of the buys. Or, you know, the NRL spread out their buys across, like, six weeks. Uh, even more, um, just because of state of origin. So, yeah, it's been tricky to navigate. Um, it would definitely help if I had some background in NRL knowledge, um, <laughs> which I don't. Um, so, yeah, I'm seriously lacking in that department. Yes. Well, if you don't have any knowledge on NRL, the NRL guys are fantastic. And there's also the uh, the BBL content that will come over summer. Um, so for, for the 12-month package, it's uh, just $50, so a bargain there. Um, but if you just want the AFL package, it, it's only $30. Um, there's extra premium articles every round. I know Charlie does his, his weekly wrap, which is free to everyone, but there's uh, some some great content from Nico and from Bandit and the, uh, the entire crew there. So it's well worth um, well worth looking at if you aren't on board yet. But you also get access to the WhatsApp group, and that's been popping off. I had it muted over the weekend. I had a, I had a few things on, and then I unmuted it, and it went to like 250 notifications in, in an afternoon of footy. So uh, very busy, very active. Um weekly Q&As with, with us um, and others in the community. Um, and there's also access to a major our major unlimited group prize, which is $500 um, for the top-ranked rank, top subscriber to knock off uh, all of us. And if you're a non-subscriber, you'll win $250 um, split between the winner and the runner-up. Runner and that code is 345511. Do we know who's on top of that at the moment? No, no I haven't looked. Uh let me have a quick squiz. Bear with me. While you, um, while you do that, um, you mentioned um, the Supercoach Bandit there. Um, he's actually got a really good Twitter post up about 
sort of the best loop options for your VC um, emergency looping for the remainder of the year. So the teams who have the most Saturday night games, Sunday games, um, you know, highlighted in green. So um, really good post. Go check it out on Twitter at SC underscore Bandit. Does some great work, our man, the Bandit. Um, I've found who is top of the SE Playbook AFL Unlimited group. It is Ocam's or Ockham's Razor uh, with Coach Gary at the helm, um, and they're currently ranked uh, overall nineteenth in the world with a total score of nice. thirty-one thousand six hundred eighty-six. So they are absolutely flying. Good on them. Yeah, that's uh... who's, a, who's a top contributor. Uh, reckon it. I actually don't think it's Unico. I think it's. I think it's. <laughs> I think it's got kicked data on Twitter. It is. Yeah, he's at sixteen. Yeah, yeah. 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 He had a he's had an, week. He, Yeah, he, he might like two two this week, for, didn't he? Yeah, he might pick oh. you for the overall buy score. He's twenty two. He's twenty two points ahead of me. So, Ooh. Mm. wow. Yeah, that's close. Yeah, Tell me, the whole year, everyone's close. Like it's crazy. Mm. And then you'll keep scrolling and you'll find my team somewhere near the bottom. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, we've mentioned trade plans. If you can summarise it for me in a sentence or two, what are we going to do if you were making trades right now? All right, I'm trading Briggs and Sicily and I'm bringing in Darcy Cameron and Clayton Oliver or Petrarca. Nice. Maybe, maybe Chincotta to Oyston Mullen as well, mm-hmm. just for the cash grab. He's back yeah. this week, supposedly. Well, he's, he's available anyway. Oyson, yeah. Hopefully. I think, well, he's been clear to play. It's just whether he gets picked. Mm. Um, my trade's in, in a sentence. Matty Johnson, George Wardlaw, Eddie Ford out. Uh, Harvey Harrison, or Harry, no, nah, it'd be Harvey. Harvey. Harvey Harrison, Angus Sheldrick, and Tommy Mitchell, the pig, Supercoach Hall of Famer, former Bradley medalist, 106 average for the year, 555k. He's coming in. Nico, do you like it? As a Collingwood fan, Collingwood Ultra, you've got to love it, surely. I don't know, mate. Oh, you'll probably get around about that 100 to 105. Um, yeah, that's what I'm looking for, to be honest. I'm that's looking fine. For that and if, that's, if that's your expectation, then by all means, go for it. Um, he's probably just got a little bit of a bump with Geordie to go out the last sort of few weeks. I've got a counterpoint to that, Charlie. You want to get on board Tom Mitchell, who's, what is he, 550 grand? Mm-hmm. And you're happy with 105 average from him, correct? I'm happy. Well, considering the primos that I've bought in uh, that have failed, like Jack Steele and um, various other people, uh, I want that security of a, of a 105 average. Uh, I'll, even anyway, carry a, on. I'll even give you 110 average. So you've got Tom Mitchell that'll give you 110 at 550 grand. Why not get mm-hmm. around? Our man, Patrick Cripps, at 450K, <laughs> who's going to score 130 over the next month. He's got his buy. So next week, oh, next oh. week is the first <laughs> yeah. week. He, he, he might just be a straight swap for Jack Steele. That, that's yeah. probably a good idea. Yeah, I could just see Dylan's face, and I just knew he was going the Patrick <laughs> Cripps through there the whole time. That build-up was uh, awesome. Well, don't get Cripps this week. He's on a buy. At least he won't burn you with a 50. Anyway, um, what about captaincy VC options? Who are we thinking there? I've got my uh, VC on Dunkley, which I think just is kind of like a perma VC mm. at the minute. Um, and I'll put the captain on a buy player because he'll go 130. But if that doesn't happen, I think it's a little bit tricky, captains, this week. Um, so 
nothing really like overly brilliant. So Laird, Merritt, Dacos. I, I floated that maybe Dacos is going to get a tag from Keys. I don't know if you guys agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, Dawson. These are the kind of guys that I guess are, are in my thoughts for the captaincy if Dunkley doesn't work out. Yeah. Charlie, who are you looking at? Um, casting an eye over Tom Stewart against Melbourne at GMHBA Stadium. Um, but probably, yeah, more likely than not going, uh, well, I reckon Lockie Neal is going to get tagged uh, by Marcus Winhager. It certainly happened last year. So I reckon, yeah, history is going to repeat itself there. Um, but in the same game, yeah, Josh Dunkley under the lid um, at Marvel just, yeah, screams another 140. Um, if that doesn't work out, though, I'll probably just go with a safe option of, of Rory Laird against the Pies. Um, I think, well, from memory, I know definitely last year the Pies gave up a lot of points to midfielders um, and players in general. I don't know if that's the same this year. but um, no, they've been pretty good this year. Just, yeah. Have they? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Well, I think, I think regardless, yeah. Rory Laird loves a tackle anyway, um, so I don't think that'll impact him too much. Yeah, I, I love the Rory Laird shout. He's who I've got down as captain at the moment. He only scored 100 against them in... Uh, in round seven earlier this year, but prior to that, he had 154 in 2022 and 144 against them in 2021. So hopefully he can bounce back to that uh, sort of level. And I, I agree that Dunkley's a good uh, vice-captaincy option. I might even follow his name, but I can see a word where I look at him and double down in that what sense. About, um, what about Gordon against West Coast? Mm. I was going to, yeah, I was going to bring that up, but I just don't think you can trust his role at the moment. I think he's been playing pretty much every position on on the park, um, floating from half back to half forward to wing. Yeah, if he if he had a nailed on, you know, wing role, uh, probably. But yeah, I think it's just too risky. Mm. Yeah, a lot a lot of food for thought there. Now, guys, we're excited to link up with Better for the 2023 footy season. Each round of the season, uh, we've had exclusive SC Playbook special markets of our own. Chief, I know you play a big role in whipping those up. Um, have you got anything for us this week yet, or is it still in the works? No, it is confirmed. We didn't have an article on site today, so I wasn't able to put it in, but it is, and that's a good one. I, I think you guys are going to like it. It's Jeremy Cameron, three-plus goals against the Ds. He loves GMHBA Stadium, so I think that's just a dream matchup for him. Um, and also Tom Stewart, 100-plus AFL fantasy points. Ooh. Nico, that's do you like that? Sorry, five bucks, yeah. I know yeah, Nico's, Nico's, Nico's loving it, I can see. He's <laughs> <laughs> his chair a little bit. Oh, look, I don't mind the Stewart shout. Uh, just Jez is not in form, really, at the minute. But yeah. He could turn he, it around. He's got to pick it up at some point. He's got to bounce back. Yeah. Yeah, has to be. And when he does, he'll be a good trading option, may I, may I say. Um, I'm looking at him in, in the next week or month or so. Um, I think, yeah, he's he's bound to pick up his form. Charlie's going to have Tom Mitchell, got? Jeremy Cameron and Patrick <laughs> Cripps in his team in a month. And like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm thinking out loud a little bit. I kind of get like three quarters of the way through a sentence and then I'm like, oh, I forgot that I already brought up five trade options. I should probably limit myself a little bit. But uh, I, I think, no, he is a genuine option. But we'll, we'll talk about that in the uh, in the later podcasts. Yeah, love it, mate. Um, and as always, you can find the link uh, to that market in any of the articles on the SC Playbook website. Um, it's for those aged 18 plus only. And remember to gamble responsibly. Uh, now to the listener Q&As this week. Um, Nico, the first one is for you. Uh, it comes from Jimmy E. West. Who would you trade out first? Uh, Josh Weddle or Seamus Mitchell? 
Jimmy the Bear. Um, I dove into this a little bit on the train home for you, Jimmy. So um, Mitchell has got a break-even of 42, three-round average of 75, five-round average of 70. His highest score is 82. Weddle, very similar break-even, very similar three-round, a bit of a bigger five-round average of pretty much on 80. Um, but he's got a high score of 114. Um, so I'm leaning his way as a hold. That was against West Coast, but he did also put a 90 up against Port, which is the informed team of the competition. So, yeah, I'd be holding Weddle um, over Mitchell. Would you agree, Charlie? Um, no, probably not. I just think, yeah, I don't know. I think I just, um, Mitchell's DPP could come in real handy. Um, especially this week as well. Um, if you need to, you know, swap in with Sheasel and get a get a green dot down forward, or um, or even vice versa, um, I think that that's just going to prove very valuable um, this week. And yeah, I think he's just a more consistent scorer as well. I think he's got a, a better role in that Hawthorne team than than Weedle. And um, I'm certainly well. I've already traded. Weedle a couple of weeks ago, but yeah, I'm, I'm holding Mitchell. I've held him through his buyer um, just for that. That's why. <laughs> yeah, that's why. That's yeah. why he likes it better. <laughs> but, um, Weddle's no, probably, yeah. Weddle goes all right without sick, I think. So another, yeah, it goes a bit better without, yeah. Yeah, I think it feels like, from my perspective, Mitchell's more likely to hit your yeah, 65, 70, um, but Weddle, you might get a, a 55, but you also might get a, a 95. So, um, mm. Yeah, sort of depends what you're after there. Charlie, one for you. Um, how would you rate these semi-smokies uh, in their respective positions for the rest of the year? So in defence, we've got Ridley, Dale, Lloyd, Wanganine, Miller, Impey, Salem, Wilkie and Blakey. Mm-hmm. Um, I, great question, by the way, because we haven't actually really had a lot of these this year, but I love these type of questions. Yeah, I'll this go... comes from PRT901. Apologies if I yeah. mispronounced that. <laughs> Um, I'll go, I'll start from the bottom. Number eight, Jarman Impey. Number seven, Callum Wilkie. Uh, number six, The Lizard. Number five, Salem. Uh, number four, Wanganin Malera. Number three, I'll go Bailey Dale, um, just because of how well Caleb Daniel's playing. Um, I think that might be limiting him a little bit and certainly has been in the last couple of weeks. Um, number two, Jordan Ridley, um, and number one, just because of safety and consistency, I'm um, going Jack Lloyd. Mm. Nico, would you have Lloyd as, as your one from that lot? Yeah, probably uh, from now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, Baylor Dale's got the buy and that kind of thing, so you're going to get an extra player from, yeah, from him. So, yep, yep, I kind of agree with that. Uh, Blakey might be a little bit low, but, yeah, overall pretty good. Yep. Um, the midfielders, we've got Walsh, Mills, uh, I'm assuming uh, Freo Brayshaw, John DeGoey, Luke Parker, and Ollie Wines. How do you rank those, Charlie Boy? All right, I'll go six um, because he's out for the next couple of weeks, John DeGoey. Five, Ollie Wines. I'm just not convinced that um, he's got the, uh, I don't know, I just don't rate him, to be honest. Um, he's had a pretty poor year. This year and, and quite a, a big Brownlow medal hangover. Um, so, yeah, I don't think he's uh, capable of av- averaging 100 from here. 
Um, four, I'll go Mills because, again, he's not quite available. But when he does come back, I think I'll be uh, – yeah, he's another one that I'm adding to the list. Um, three, Parker. Two, Brayshaw. No, sorry, two, Walsh. One, Brayshaw. Yeah, nice. Nico, thoughts on that? No, pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. That's a uh, that's a tick of approval, I think, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then to the forwards, we've got uh, Eddie's boy Nick Martin, Ben Keys, Machito Owens, uh, Bolton Himmelberg, and Sheasel. All right, I'll go six Keys because uh, I think he only gets that midfield role when he's tagging, um, so it's probably not sustainable. Five, I'll go Machito Owens, four, Bolton, no, sorry, four, Himmelberg, three, Bolton, one, no, sorry, two, I'll just skip one, two, Nick Martin, um, and then one, Harry Sheasel. I think he, he showed that he is a genuine keeper on the weekend, um, and I'm very glad to be, or I'm very glad to have held him through his buy. Yeah. Nico, do you still have Shees? Yeah, I held Sheasel um, and got rid of Jay Z. So, um, well, done well for yourself. Right. Yeah. yeah, look, I, look, I, I still think now that Aaron Hall's out, I think they're both really good options. Um, I, I think Jay Z was just, or oh, his owners were a little bit um, unlucky uh, on the weekend. Just gone. <laughs> it's not, it's normally me choking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you've got Jay Z. Um, I think I think you're Scott's fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good good list, mate. I think you've done well and, and ended on a high. <laughs> so good job. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, on the potty, <laughs> we end this. Yeah, I think that that sums it up pretty well. Uh, that's yeah. all from us. Thanks for joining me, lads. Um, I'm sure. Well, it'll either be the chief will be back. Uh, in the hosting chair next week uh, or the main man Eddie Dads will be back so that's enough from me hopefully it uh, comes through alright I had a, a teeth a tooth pulled out today and was on anaesthetic I texted the boys at about 6 o'clock and was like oh I sound like I've had 15 beers in a, <laughs> in a bad state but uh, well, hopefully it pulls up alright so. bloody hilarious I love it fuck me was I muted the whole time then <laughs> no no <laughs> we like the last like, five seconds you're fine you're fine. This, a, this is going to chaos. We need to, we need to end this case. Yeah, I'm sure you can tidy it up. We'll, uh, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks. Right. Thanks very much. <laughs>